Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan God, at least in my own mind. And you're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm, what the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. On this episode, I have Miranda Kilpinski on. Her last name's hard for me to say, but if you follow her Instagram, her and her husband, Michael, they both run OCR, and they both surf, and it just looks like they are living the life. So this was a super cool episode. We had a lot of fun, and here it is with Miranda Kilpinski. Miranda Kilpinski, what is up with you today? Not much. Just got home. Got a nice gin and tonic. After chasing your dog through the woods? (laughs) Yes. He went on a little mission, a solo mission, uh, about an hour and a half long, and got home a little later. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of dog do you have? Isn't it like a husky? Yep. Glacier is a Siberian husky. They don't listen at all. Oh, yeah. Do you you have one of the huskies that, like, howls all kind of weird howling? No. So he's, like, a mute. He doesn't. That's a, it's so so strange. Huskies are known to be vocal, and he's not vocal at all. Oh. He's not a digger. He's not a jumper. He just doesn't give a fuck when I say glacier come. He doesn't come. <laughs> so he, one of the dogs where you throw the ball to him, and then he starts playing chase with you. He wants you to chase him and get the ball back. No, he looks at the ball and says, "You dumb human, you can go get the ball." <laughs> yeah. He's like a big cat. That's the best way to describe him. That's funny. Well. Miranda, judging by like looking at your IG, you just look like you have like the coolest life ever. I mean, you and your husband, Michael, y'all surf, y'all run OCR, and y'all just genuinely look like you're having a great time all the time. (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty, I can't complain. It's a pretty good life. I mean, it's, but it's, you know, some, some days aren't, aren't like, unicorns and cotton candy but um it's pretty good i mean we travel we surf um you know we do ocr but we're not like totally just do ocr we have a lot of other hobbies mountain bikes right so Um, so where are y'all from uh cape cod massachusetts cape cod and so like what do y'all do for like work and so i'm a pet sitter dog trainer oh cool you're yeah, a dog so trainer, but your dog doesn't listen to you. That's great. That's I love that. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of my clients' dogs listen to me perfect. Glacier doesn't do, does not care. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, let me train your dog, right? Come on. Right. <laughs> and then Michael's a landscaper. Oh, cool. So what is like the most frustrating part about, you know, being a dog trainer? The clients, not the dogs. So what kind of training is it? Is it like sit or is it like stuff like don't use bath in the house? Like what are you, what are you training? Um, I don't do, I mean, I can do basic obedience, but I usually send them to one of my friends that does an obedience course. Right. And then I take them after they've done the obedience course and I just correct like um, maybe some habits that they have like jumping or barking obsessively or maybe a little fear aggression. 
I work on like those, those kind of nip those in the butt and kind of help them. But you know, I can do all the work and then I send them home and I tell my clients what to do and they don't do any of it. <laughs> right. You know, cause they just want to coddle them, you know? Exactly. Sometimes tough love is a good thing. You know, you can't always, I mean, they're family, but you gotta, they're also dogs. So how do you stop a dog that like constantly jumps on you? Like when you walk in the door, he's excited to see you, he jumps up on you. And how do you react? So that one, you, I mean, there's, every dog is different. I kind of, I, I have to meet the dog and then evaluate them and then kind of see from there. Cause some dogs are really sensitive and certain techniques won't work. But I mean, the typical one is you just ignore them. Um, you know, but that also won't really fix it in the long run. That's kind of putting a bandaid on it is right. just ignoring them or putting your knee up or, you know, a lot of clients will give them a bone to try to distract them. That's just putting a bandaid on it too. Yeah. Um, that's like a the best way. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I do a lot of e-collar training, and that's really a good way to do it where, you know, what an e-collar training is, right? Yeah, hell yeah, you zap the fuck out of them. Yeah, you, you <laughs> zap the fuckers, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good way to do it, and it trains them right. Uh, I have one on Michael, so when he's, like, not winning the race, I just zap him. <laughs> so, so you got him trained well. And he runs really fast. <laughs> that's good. Does it, yeah, so the e-collar training is honestly, that's, like, the newest biggest best thing um but again it's not for every dog but if i know the dog's not like a little pussy then i would suggest you call her training right yep (laughs) so and okay so i'm i don't want to dwell on this but like so what if you got a dog that barks all the time like my neighbor's dog (laughs) Mm. oh you could give him my card (laughs) (laughs) yeah barking again so you that one's tricky usually they're barking for a reason I mean, maybe, but maybe your bar- neighbor's dog's just being a little pain in the ass and just barking, like, because it hears noises. I'm pretty sure. No, and I would su- suggest a uh, bark collar because there's really no way of stopping that. I mean, right. It, but again, maybe it needs more exercise. Through, you can go through, like, the typical things, but probably most likely your dog's, that dog's just being a little prick. Yeah, they pretty much just put it in the backyard and just let it run around and they just put food yeah. and water out for it. I've got dogs on all three sides of my yard. You know, I live in a subdivision. There's one in the there's one in the yard behind me, one in the yard to the side of me, and any given time of the day they can bark. And then there's dogs on my neighbors' neighbors. I can hear them bark too. So, you know, I, I yeah. used I used to, you know, not sleep with anything at night, but now I've got like this air purifier just to have like some white noise to kind of hide oh, out wow. all of the bad, dog huh? barking, you know. Oof. And it was pretty bad because at one time there was actually like on the street over these people have like, it's like we're in a subdivision, but it's still like in the country. And mm-hmm. my road is like close to like the end of the subdivision. So there's actually like a farm on the other side too. And there's like some people that have chickens and some people have horses. And, <laughs> then there's, and there's a, and the chickens, I usually don't hear those, but there's a donkey and like, before I got the air purifier, you'd just be laying around in the bed at like 3 a.m. in the morning, and that thing would just go to hee-hawing in the middle of the night, and it would just freak you out, like, just out of pure silence, <laughs> this donkey. I'm not, I'm not a donkey trainer, but... <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I was just Maybe the donkey was hee-hawing because uh, of the dog. I don't know. I think it was just trying to piss me off, I really honest to you. 
That sucks. I mean, so I'm like, I, I really don't like when dogs bark because dogs learn from other dogs. So like if I have a, a barker, then maybe another one of my client's dogs then will feed off that and then they'll bark. And it's, I, I'm very, if dogs start barking, I'm popping the ibuprofen. It's, it's not good. For I know. Me. So I would hate that. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. I would definitely give them all oh, Christmas bark collars. Put bark collars in their mailbox. <laughs> it's not that bad. You know, it's, it, they're just doing what they do. It's a subdivision. They see anything, hear anything, they will start barking. One dog barks, they're all going to bark, you know. You know, yep. They learn from other dogs and so they're serenading <laughs> you with the barking. <laughs> I mean, until I got the, the air purifier to, you know, kind of drown it out, it, it wasn't, it, I mean, it's not a big deal anymore, so... During the day, so I don't I, really I care. I take it you're not a, are you a dog person? Uh, yeah, I'm a dog person, and, I mean, I'm a cat person, too, really, but I don't, I don't want a cat in my house anymore. I'm kind of over mm-hmm. that stage. And my mom, she has, like, I think 10 cats now. She had, like, 25. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And then she had, like, two <laughs> dogs. I mean, she, and she's rescued all of them from the pound, so they're all fixed, so it's not like they're breeding, you know, thank Lord. <laughs> I thought she was, like, you know, having a little uh, zoo, like breeding zoo. But she's got, like, this huge house, you know, it's a two-story house. She lives by herself. I mean, she's 82, and, like, this, they're like her family, you know. We all moved, all of her kids moved out, so she's got all these animals just to keep her company. That's cool. But I'm not kidding you. Like, there was one day she's like, because she lives on a lot of land, too. And I don't know how many animals I've gone out there and buried. And uh, so I went out <laughs> there. There's a pet cemetery in the backyard. Uh, definitely. I'm surprised I haven't dug up one burying another. <laughs> and uh, so I went out there one day, and I buried one of her dogs died, and I buried her dog. And, uh, like, later that night, she calls me, and she's like, you're not going to believe this, but I had a cat just die, too. So I was like, I said, Mama, if any, I said, two if it, in one night. That's right. I said, Mama, if anybody had the chance of having two pets die in one day, it was you. So, <laughs> and so she loves like solid white cats, and I'd probably say like seventy five percent of her cats are all solid white, and they have been in the past, you know. Cause mm-hmm. she, and it's like when she was a little girl, she had two little white cats, and it's always been her favorite ever since she was a little girl. So every single one of her white cats have a, a name that have to do with white you know like mm-hmm. like snow boy snow girl uh yeah, snow white or something yeah snow white um <laughs> let's see there was a uh, miss winter magnolia mm-hmm. I, I mean so many snow cats i can't even i can't even think of it you know <laughs> i mean snow boy snowman i mean just all the snow you could you know i told mama i was yeah. like mama you need to name one of them yellow snow <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, we only have one cat, and that's a, this thing's like a menace. Um, it's like outside, and now it's inside a little bit because it's um, getting colder. Yeah, and it's 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 a batshit crazy. It's like a kitten, and it's they're crazy little animals. They are they're crazy. It, it's like they're allowing you to live with them. Exactly. That's how I feel <laughs> with having Glacier and Max as a cat because they both are like big. They're just very aloof animals yeah and definitely yeah well i run the house not them i would love <laughs> to have like a dog I could, I could let go inside and outside but i travel so much i just i don't want to put it i don't i want to have if i have a dog again i want to do it right where it's like 
a companion, you know, like he's mm-hmm. with me everywhere I go. And that's just not convenient when, you know, when you go to these Spartan races and stuff like that, yep. you know, travel all the time. I don't want to have to board them or have to worry about having a friend to have to look after them, you know. So. Just get a husky. What I did is I got Glacier and I went surfing right away, tied him off the beach, went surfing and just was like, this is how it's going to be, buddy. Sit in the car or sit on the beach and, you know, took him to parade right, right away, took him to fireworks, got him threw them into yeah. it and that's the best way to do it but it's not for every dog i would say huskies and shepherds are great but yeah yeah i would love to have a german shepherd or husky uh, you know what dog i'd really love to do have a shepherd husky mix ding 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 yeah there you go one <laughs> dog i would love to have and you don't see a lot of them and that's the irish wolfhound i would love to have mm. those. those are so i have one dogs. of those that i care for they're really cool they are such a pretty dog to me a lot of people think they're ugly but i think that is a beautiful dog to me no, they're cool. They're definitely cool. They're smart, too. Yeah, that's what I want. I want a smart dog. I don't want a dog that's going to give me shit. Don't get a lab, then. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what my mom's got a lab. As fat no, as a all, the, all the lab owners are going to hate me after this. <laughs> they listen to this. <laughs> I know. I mean, come on. Their labs are just, they're not the brightest tool in the shed. Yeah, I know. My mom, <laughs> she's crazy about linen-colored labs and white yep. cats. That's Apparently. Yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a jungle over there for sure. She's like the typical American. They that's, all love labs and white cats. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I guess that's her. So, yeah. Miranda, <clears throat> you, you're married to a guy <clears throat> who also runs OCR, and both of y'all have been crushing it this year. And uh, your your husband's name is Michael, and how do you pronounce his last name? Sawaso. Sawaso. Now that's a pretty cool sounding last name. You have a so pretty, so. you have a pretty cool sounding last name too. But here's mm-hmm. my question: Is see y'all are married? Why why didn't you why didn't you take his name? Yeah. So my my sister, I only have one sister. She got married. She took Clough, her husband's last name. Right. And I, yeah, Miranda Sawaso sounds pretty badass. Um, it does sound. Pretty I just. Cool. I got had to keep the he's he's in the other room. He's like, you should have taken it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Kilpinski, I gotta keep the German last name, Kilpinski going. Kilpinski. I was I was pretty sure that was that was a German name, so Yeah. I, was I gotta just, keep, you know, for the grandpa and the grandma. Keep it going. Yeah. So so when is this huge endless summer that y'all are on gonna end and y'all like settle down and have some kids? Some little Kilpinski <laughs> slash Swazos running around. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not we. That is not on the agenda. Not that, on the uh, agenda. No, endless summer is going to happen year round forever. I heard um, that. Yeah. No. I'm with you. I mean, he Michael likes kids, and I. It's not that I don't like them. I just don't want them. <laughs> Actually, right. I don't really like them either. But um. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with honesty here. Yeah, mm. I'm glad my dad liked kids because now I'm alive. But right. they're. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not a kid fan. That could change. Yeah. I told Michael if like a shark bites off my leg and I have nothing else to do, maybe I'll pop out a couple kids. Hey, there you go. And, <laughs> and see, and since, you know, you'll be missing your leg, you know, you won't be able to get around quite as easy as you would before. Right. So then he'll have to do all the work changing them. Like if you're in, if y'all are asleep in the bed in the middle of the night and <laughs> the baby starts crying, you'd be like, Michael, you're going to have to go get them. Cause if I have to get up, it's going to be this whole big ordeal. Exactly. Right? I'll pop them out, do nothing, and, um, you know, just have Michael do everything. 
And then I'll, and then they'll have to do the kids will have to take care of me. Yeah, right. See, that's that right. How it works? We're just joking See, around here, everybody that's listening, so don't get offended. <laughs> I want to be that old lady in a nursing home who's like drunk and just like, you know, not. I don't. I don't need anyone taking care of me. I'll that's right. Hopefully, have enough money to be in a nursing home and play games and be drunk all day. You'll just have friends in the nursing home. No. <laughs> Well, maybe Mike will be dead at that point. I'll have like hundreds of husbands in the nursing home. Hell yeah. (laughs) 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 Okay, Miranda. So like, tell us like, what is your like background on sport? Like, how did you like roll into, you know, like surfing and OCR that you're at today? So surfing, I picked up when I was like 10 and it was just my dad got a surfboard from the dump and he's like we should try this and we all learned it together my dad and me and then on a board um, my from sister. the dump yeah <laughs> that's yeah. cool i know <laughs> um we only got one you gotta fucking share it <laughs> right we have boogie boards too but now we don't even do that here because the sharks um and so we just kind of all learned it together and then i really stuck with it my dad stuck with it my sister didn't um, and then my, my dad and I surf all the time together. Um, he's, awesome. he freaking rips for an old man. I think he's like almost 60. He shreds. He's almost 60. So you're telling me you don't know how old your dad is. I honestly, I, I'm really a bad kid. I don't know his birthday. I think it's definitely sometime in August. I don't really know. Isn't that Michael, isn't my dad like 60? Yeah. I think he just turned 60. You're asking just, your husband if he knows what his father-in-law's birthday is because his own daughter doesn't know it. Yeah, I mean, my dad That's probably great. doesn't even know my birthday. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but not the typical family that, like, you know, cares about all those things. And I don't know what my dad's birthday is or how old he is either, but he hasn't been, like, part of my life in a long time, so. Well, if it makes you yeah. feel any better. That made me feel worse, actually. <laughs> my dad is in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think about that part. You're welcome. <laughs> you need to associate he his birthday with something else close that will help you remember it. Like, put it in your phone so you can save it. <laughs> he doesn't even care if I call. Like, that's the thing is it's like he, he's not one to be like, oh, it's my birthday. So it's he doesn't make a thing of it. So I guess that's why it never stuck around. Well, if head. you make a thing of it, the next time it's his birthday, it'll be this special ordeal. He'll be like, I should. He's shit, getting he's old. Yeah. He's an old man now. So I might, maybe I'll have to do that. He's getting more like sentimental and yeah, like you know, get sensitive. up all his friends and y'all all go for this big surf one day. That'd be righteous. Yeah. Could do that. Yeah. yeah. I think we're doing Mexico in January. So that's pretty cool. That sounds cool. The weather will be nicer there. Mm hmm. So yeah, I picked up surfing with him and then I kind of just traveled around and, and I went to Costa Rica to surf and that's where I met Michael and he has a similar story. He kind of started, surf- well, he lived on the beach, so he surfed like since he was a kid. Right. Um, so what you're saying then, is, is he's way better than you? He, no, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> he's in the next room. So you better watch what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, you're <laughs> he's he's definitely would say he's better at me than surfing. He would definitely he, say. So what are you saying? He's not. So I okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. I hate to say this. I'm not even gonna let him hear me because he definitely is better than me at surfing. He right. wasn't on the longboard, but oh. then he came here and he used my longboard. And I don't know if you've seen any of his photos. He freaking rips on that thing. Yeah, I saw some of them. He does look pretty awesome. Yeah. 
So now, yeah, he's he's definitely a really good surfer. When we paddle out, he is definitely one of one of the better ones. Little oh, shit. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good to. I mean, I'd rather him if he was not as good as me. I don't know if I would date him. Is that shallow? Ooh, <laughs> golly, Miranda's tough, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad, huh? So he's got to keep his surf skills up and able to keep his wife. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. And then tight him ship and I around there. Yeah, I know it's bad, I, but I'm honest. I can't help myself. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. You know. Right. I mean, maybe I'd keep him around if he got worse. Probably not, though. Okay. So, so <laughs> you you grew up surfing. You married a surfer. You made sure he stayed better than you because you didn't want to be with somebody that wasn't a better surfer than you because it would make you look bad. Apparently, no, not make me look bad. <laughs> I just think I would be. It would. It would be. You surf. You know. Hmm. Like if if you have to teach somebody, it ta- it's like way more enjoyable if the person's not even better than me. Just look, at your I was level. never good enough to even be able to teach somebody how to surf. Like I was when I quit surfing, I was just getting to where I could ride and go with the wave. Like there wasn't doing anything special or anything. I mean, you got to think I was having to drive like three hours one way to get to the beach. So right, my skills are very limited. Like, but well, like, you, I guess I can really relate because I, I did skateboard and it was very hard to try to teach somebody how to do tricks and skateboarding. So I, I agree with there you. There you go. I got you. Right. So that's like if, if you, if you're constantly trying to teach them, it just, it takes kind of the fun away. I mean, but mm-hmm. then you could say, oh, well then you learn together, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I did a lot of boys that were not great at surfing and it definitely wasn't fun. So it's much better having Michael be the better surfer and the confidence because and just know the waves better it definitely makes i don't know it's just a different dynamic i guess well well, it's a good thing michael doesn't feel that way about his wife right (laughs) i know good thing he's not shallow (laughs) (laughs) opposites attract you know i guess so Um, and we found OCR, like, I think it was 2018 and we just jumped in a couple age groups and then, then the pandemic happened, right? Or yeah. maybe not. Pandemic sucked. Yeah. And I had like a knee surgery. And so that took me out for a while. what did you have done? Yeah. Meniscus repair. Ooh. Where'd you yeah. jack it up? Surfing or OCR or running or whatever? I don't know. It just was, it was strange. All of a sudden it like popped. And this is when I didn't even, I think I had run one or two races and I just was like on a little run. I wasn't going fast or anything. And it just popped. And they said it was like wear and tear. I'm old, you know, what are you Time like? 32, 33, <laughs> 31. Oh God. Come and talk to me 10 years. I'm 42. 42. Holy moly. Yeah. Does it get any better? Shit. Yeah, it does. Man, 30s was the best, uh, was the best for my life. Like, when I turned 30, like, everything started, like, getting chill. You know, Mm -hmm. you got more relaxed in, like, every modalities of your life. And the 40s just seemed to be just as good. The days Mm -hmm. go by so fast, though. I think the older you get, the faster time goes. It's crazy. Oh, great. Yep. (laughs) It's crazy, man. The days go by so fast already. I can't imagine them going by any faster. And it seems like it gets worse every year. 
Yeah. It's like the busier your schedule gets, it's like, man, the today has already flew by. Mm-hmm. You know? What do you do for work? Um, so I'm industrial maintenance by trade. And uh, I used to, you know, do maintenance for uh, Alcoa. And then, like, after 9-11, when, you know, the economy went to shit, all the industry mm-hmm. pretty much suffered then. And uh, I work for the hospital in maintenance here. I work for the hospital I was born in. Oh, you said, you? I think you told me that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yep. My mom said it was destiny because when I was born, the air conditioner did not work in her room. <laughs> so, maybe That's so. A- <laughs> And but it's it a was cool hot, job. Obviously. Yeah, it was a cool job. I really like it. You know, it's not it's not as hard work as it was working in the industry. And uh, mm-hmm. there's just more people and it's just a lot more variety to the work. And it's it's really fun. And it's a great hospital that I work for. So I really enjoy it. That's good. You got to like what you do. Oh, man, it's so much better. Man, because when I was working in a factory, like you would literally just, I mean, you always had to wear steel toe boots and when you got home, you just wanted to sit and rest. Whereas mm-hmm. this job, it just doesn't wear and tear on you as bad. That's good. And you can train in between all that. Yeah. Sometimes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so Hold you... on. I need, to take a, I need to take a sip of the gin tonic. Hold on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so you've, y'all found OCR and y'all pretty much hit the ground running and, you know, with the a few races underneath y'all's belts. Y'all were already like hitting elite podiums. So that's pretty cool. It was cool. Um, I guess I didn't, I knew I was competitive, but it kind of like, was it, I don't know. I never did high school sports or anything like that. So Mm. it was really cool to like find that other side of me and be like, be able to compete. And it was, I don't know. I really like it. I like competing. So pretty much the only sport she did growing up was just surfing pretty much. Yeah. I didn't do any high school sports. And so, None. And so you I find, barely even went to high school. I just skipped it to surf all the time. And so you found OCR, and you're like, "Damn, I'm pretty good at running." <laughs> I I never would run. That's the, it was very strange. Um, I I don't even know if I am that good at running. I think it's just I'm so competitive, right? And it's like the mentalness is really what does it. Like I go into every race assuming I'm going to win, even if they're better than me. That's just like my mental, like, I don't get nervous or any of those things. I just want to win. Right. You know, a national series, I might stack the numbers differently and be like, okay, I'm, I know where I stand and I'm going for fourth or fifth or sixth or whatever it ends up being, you know, and I'm not going to win something like that yet. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's really all mental. Um, that's what I feel like. So when you, when you do a race, like, what is your strategy do you just take off the line and try to stay in the front? Or do you have a pacing um, in mind? Definitely pacing now that I've done more. I definitely have learned to like sometimes I'll see who's there and settle, maybe settle in like second or third and then kind of move up in a national, like in a national series all. That's like kind of when all the competitions there all kind of like right. hang back in like eighth, ninth or 10th I've only done two so you know I'm not definitely not a pro and then kind of try to either stay consistently in that or move up if I can um but like in a local one I kind of just go out fast I like to go out fast and disconnect and have them not be able to see me so that I can just keep opening up right (laughs) 
So, but like, you know, you said like in the national series race, you just try to stay and hold on to the pack. I try to. Yeah. I mean, I only did two and Asheville, I didn't even know about gloves. So I failed like three things there. That was, I didn't even know that you could like wear gloves. That would have been a helpful piece of information to know. <laughs> did you run Asheville? Yes. It was so wet. The non-Asheville, uh, Asheville race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Jacksonville, that one, I just, that one was a bummer because I, they put me all the way in the back. So that one, I had to work through everyone to get to, I think I finished eighth. Right. Um, so those ones were different, but all the regular ones, I will kind of just go out fast Unless I'm, unless it's like maybe like the beast that I did this past weekend, I went out slower, but it just happened to be that I was still in the lead right? because it was a longer race. So I'm kind of learning about pacing and all those things. So go back to your gloves you were talking about, because I use gloves, but I usually don't use them for like obstacles where, you know, you're hanging. Like I don't use my gloves for the monkey bars or the rig or anything like that. So where do you use your gloves at when you use them? So now that I figured them out, like, and I have those Gorilla Clip uh, gloves, I wear them, like, all the time. Um, I don't wear them on Olympus. I don't wear them on Z-Wall and maybe, like, a couple other ones. But I wear them for a lot of the race, unless it's, like, super, super dry. Um, My hands are tiny. If next time you, you see me in person... You'll see my hands are like really, really small. So, having so you can't those eat a Whopper? Just... Is that what you're saying? You can't eat a Whopper <laughs> from Burger King? I don't need, I can definitely eat a, definitely a, not a Whopper Junior, a regular Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that commercial? You probably don't. <laughs> no, but I do like a Whopper. <laughs> so this, there's this guy and he's got a friend and he's talking about eating Whoppers and he's like, I can't because my hands are like really tiny and they like digitally enhanced his hands to make them like really small. So. <laughs> There, my hands are probably that small then. <laughs> but, <laughs> and never seen them. I'm not that old. Come yeah, on. I have small hands for like a guy for sure, so I feel your pain. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's like, it's in my art. I'm like a, a dinosaur, the t- T-Rex or whatever. Like, they're small hands, little arms. So I figure if I can just wear the gloves, I won't, um, won't rip my hands. And then yeah. I'm like, you know what I mean? It's. I don't know. It's a no-brainer. So I, I wear them unless it's super dry. I pretty much just wear them just for like abrasion too. Cause like, man, I've tripped and fell and like had mm-hmm. sticks almost go straight through my hand, you know? And do you like wear them too? Scratched them. Yes, I do. No, I don't wear gorilla grip gloves. I wear more kind of, I wear, it's a pair of gloves. It's called the station grip two by five one one, which hmm. it's, it's like a, it's kind of like a mechanics, type glove but like the whole palm and the fingers they've all got this real this grip grip tape like substance where it wouldn't be good for metal bars or the rig but like for ropes it does good on the ropes and like if the z wall is wet i use it for that but you know the cool thing about wearing gloves is like if you wear gloves under the barbed wire through the rolling mud yeah your hands are going to be wet but you take those gloves off they're going to be clean and wet i know you know, like I did burpees on the spear of this in uh, Florida, and I purposely left my gloves on. Yeah. The Z wall was next, and took them off for Z wall, and I was like, "This is great." If yeah. I didn't have gloves, then my hands would have been soaking wet yeah. for Z wall or, or muddy. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm all about them. Yeah, 
And I like them for like the ropes, like for her hoist, and like you can get to the top of the rope climb, and I can just slide down all the way with gloves. So. It's another thing too, exactly. Yeah. Like I literally slide all the way down from the top, and I don't get rope burn. Yeah. And then um, what was what else was where I something happened the other day where I was like, these things are sweet. Oh, flipping the vertical cargo. Yep. Sometimes it's so tight, my hands will rip, and if the gloves are on, they won't rip. Obviously, so. Right. Yeah. yeah, I never thought about that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't guess I pay attention. Well, if it's vertical cargo 2.0, I usually take my gloves off to get off, get up that platform. I do think that hands are better for that platform. Oh, okay. I kind of like jump and use my elbow. Yeah. I don't even really use my hands. That's what I'll do. I'll you guys put, have a, You have it super tall on your side, though. Yeah, I'll put I'll put one elbow on and then I'll try to flat palm my other hand and then kind of just hold on. And then kip my rest of my body weight up. Yeah, usually my I just ass. run at that thing and just like sound like a hippo hitting something against yeah. the wall. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I know, and I remember when they first added that. I think they added that to like Jacksonville. Was it 2018? Was the first time we saw vertical uh, cargo with the platform? It was there when I first did races. I think it was, and I think it was his 2018 where they introduced that, and. uh I remember the first time I flipped on it, the net was like super loose. And when my back swung back into the net, like it hit the back of the uh, platform on my back. So I was like, that hurt. Yeah. So ever since then, I also, anytime that platform's there, I also always make sure my feet hit the net first before my back. (laughs) Yep, that's smart. (laughs) Mm. Okay. So where were we? What were we talking about? Mm. Oh, my strategy, maybe? Yeah, that's right. That's what we were talking about. Is that where we were at? Yeah. So, so what do you do? Like, you're in the race. You come out hot. You're you're winning. And then somebody comes up from behind, and they've got a little bit more gas. Like, how are you holding on? Do you just try to find another gear? You just be like, fuck it, I'm just going to hold on a second. Uh, I don't think that's happened yet. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's happened where I've been leading and I've missed the spear throw and then I get pushed to second because I do burpees and they don't. And then right. I find, like, the kill mode and I literally chase them down and still attempt to win, which mm-hmm. has happened, which I've been very lucky with. Right. Um, hasn't happened every time, but... Uh, yeah, I just get in like a just chase mode. I like to lead, but I don't mind chasing either. Honestly, like it's right. it's it's really fun to chase down someone. Yeah, it is unless you can't see them. Well, that's why I go fast and try to lose connection so that they can't see me. Oh yeah, that's I don't know. Funny. Yeah, it's it's I've, all going to change when it's a national series event. Trust oh, me. I mean, all the competitions there, and I'll have to learn all different strategies. But I learn so much when I run with those girls because then I'm like paying attention while running and kind of seeing how they do it. So I'm really excited. It's rare when I'm up front being chased. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you so, do a lot of ultras, so it's totally different. I mean, that's like that. I feel like you, that's just the whole, th- you don't want to go out hot or you won't make it. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's kind of, I, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know what my strategy is. Like, I feel like I just go out and do the best I can. I just kind of hold back a little bit on an ultra. I kind of do it on perceived effort. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if I find, if I feel like I'm breathing too hard, I'm like, okay, I need to 
slow down just a little bit. I don't think I, I really pace much at all. I don't think I ever look at my watch for pacing when I do the races. I mean, I'm sure I might feel like if I'm running slow and I look down and say like, I can go a little faster than this. Maybe I do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I definitely say it's look kind of, at my watch a lot. Do you? Yeah, I but I don't do should. long events like you, yeah. so I think breathing would be smart if I was doing an ultra like you, going by breathing, because it's such a, I mean, you think of, I mean, what is it, like four hours plus for an ultra? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. like in a sprint, I probably, at the beginning of the race, I always look at my watch and make sure I'm not going up too hot, because I know if I'm going out too hot, I'm just going to blow up. Mm-hmm. If I'm going out faster than I run a street 5K, I know I'm going too fast, so. <laughs> you know, and I guess you, I don't go that fast though. I go, I just go fast enough where I'm right. not gonna blow up. Right. Mm. Um. Yeah, and I also need to go fast because the <laughs> it's a fifty-fifty shot with the spear. So I figure if I put a gap between me and the other girls at a regional race, then I have the odds to still be able to miss it and win. So right. that's kind of where my head's at. You know. Do y'all have a spear and y'all practice? Yeah, I, and I hit it every time here, and then right. in the race, it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's one of them things, like, you, you, you just practice. It, I always, like, a couple of weeks before the race, I'll start practicing just to get the motions in my head, you know, and get ready and for I'm it. I'm practicing yeah. that thing in my sleep all day long, and I still <laughs> miss it. <laughs> like, I throw it so much, but... um I think I figured out my issue as I, I now I've been leaving my glove on and people are saying I'm oh, crazy yeah. for this. I always but take I my swear, glove off. No, I leave it on and I've been hitting it now. Oh, really? Because the grip and some people are saying I'm totally like batshit crazy, but it seems to be working for me. So Well, I mean, that's I how they advertise that Gorilla Grip glove. You know, they show that piece of PVC pipe with the oil on it, you know, so... On a wet spear, I could see a Gorilla Grip glove actually gripping the spear better because, yeah. you know, if your hand, I know sometimes I've thrown a wet spear and felt it slide through mm-hmm. my hand and lose some of the power in my throw when it was been a wet spear. So mm-hmm. I see that. It seems to be working. So, I mean, I'm just leaving the glove on. I used to take them off, but lately, I, I mean, I did that in City Field and I hit. Yeah. And then the beast I hit, but then I had it on for the super and I missed, so I don't know. Your pictures at City Field look really cold. Oh, it was cold. And they like didn't, it was weird. We were all, everyone was there and the registration didn't even start to like, I think we ran at eight o'clock that day. The registration didn't even like open till 730. So no one got to warm up. We all were waiting outside for a while because we were there early. It was kind of chaotic. It was a typical Spartan shit show. I was about to say, that doesn't sound like Spartan race at all. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, like, no one telling us anything. We're all just waiting there being like, wow, we're supposed to start in five minutes and we don't have our packets. Perfect. I remember (laughs) it was probably, and it may have been Jacksonville 2018, where it was the first National Series race at WW, and they couldn't get the computers to work. And I guarantee you there was... 300 people in this massive crowd outside of the registration tents waiting to register because they couldn't get the computers online to do it. It was crazy. Yeah. Mm. Was that the one when Kempson won? It was a super? Yes. Is that? Yeah, yeah. We weren't, we didn't even know about racing back then. Yeah. That was a good race. It was really swampy and wet race. To me, that was probably... I would say, to me, that was probably the best race there, to me. 
Mm-hmm. But now it's a sprint, right? Like guaranteed yes. every time? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a guarantee every time, but that seems to be the way they've been doing it. Mm-hmm. I missed it last year, and I'm going to miss it this year too. So You have another wedding, right? Or No, your girlfriend's My girlfriend's birthday, birthday and <clears throat> we've got her kids, so we're going to have a huge birthday party. Everybody's going to get drunk. I'm just kidding. I don't even drink. No, that sounds better than, honestly, <laughs> running for three miles in a swamp, so. Man, I've done so many races there, it's not funny. But, I mean, it's it's not a bad venue, but it's just, I, I, I don't see why they don't, I, it, I think it's time to move that National Series race to a different venue. Like, I agree. Bring I mean, Florida's Conyers. not really that special, to be honest. It's just, I feel like there could be a different yeah, different I mean, sort of technical thing, you know, race. I mean, in the signal, I don't think the signal was great there. So, I mean, bring it to the Conyers Park. Like, that's a good that's a good race venue for a uh, a national series race. I feel like. Where's that? <clears throat> Why is that? Is that what you said? No, where's that? Uh, Conyers. That's the Atlanta one. It's just. Oh. It's not actually in Atlanta. It's kind of like probably thirty minutes away from Atlanta at Conyers. Mm-hmm. But that is a that is a that's a cool venue. Even though Spartan Race has been there since the beginning of time, I mean they used to have a race there twice a year. It's it's just a it's a good venue. And it's I think got, I was trying to go to that one, right? Yeah, you should. And went. I couldn't. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> you would have probably crushed that race. I can't too. be everywhere. It's like I'm doing. I didn't. I literally tried to be everywhere this year. <laughs> I know y'all put in a lot of races this year. Yeah, so I think I met you personally the first time at Vermont, and you were in a boot. What was going on then? Mm -hmm. Yep, and I was screaming at Michael, right, with the um, megaphone. (laughs) Right. That's right. I was supposed to run that race, but I was too tired from the ultra. (laughs) I Yeah, I mean, the ultra, I can't even imagine. Like, are you crazy? That's like two beasts? That's insane. Yeah, Killington is a rough ultra. I mean, I know there's other hard ultras out there but to me on the east coast i would probably say that's probably the hardest ultra on the east coast that's what a lot of people say i mean i know al's i don't know if al's head is would be considered on the east coast canada i don't know i don't but al's head's a really hard one but it's in canada in the u.s Mm. on the east coast i would say killington is probably the hardest ultra yeah yeah i'm never doing that one and conveniently i seem to always get injured for killington so um (laughs) Wait. We'll see if I can race it next year. I thought you placed it like a sprint there one year. I yeah, I did. No, but again, that was during my knee surgery, so I wasn't even oh. like I had just started to being able to like run the. You know, I didn't know anything back then. I wasn't even like training. I just started being able to like run with my doctor. He said okay, and then I just was like, well, fuck it. I'll go. I'll do the sprint, which but, I shouldn't have done. But, but. you placed third. Yeah. So what you're and saying was, was is you would have been first, right? No, I don't think. So. I think <laughs> Faye won that, right? I don't remember. I think it was Faye standing. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and no way was I even close to her. Because I was, no I, I did think. the ultra that year too. Oh, you did? Did you? Yeah. Did you do good? Or did you get your butt kicked? Um, I think I got because that was 2018. So yeah, I ran elite that year. So I, I got my ass handed to me. No, I think that was 19. I wasn't was doing races back in 18. I wasn't, if it was 2019, yeah, that was a good race. I think I got, like, second in my age group or something. Oh, sweet. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm never doing, <laughs> I'm never doing an ultra, especially not Killington. <laughs> right. I actually did. So, I mean, every race is different distance, elevation wise, whatever, but my time, it took me longer to do Killington this year and I failed less obstacles, but I placed better. So, I mean, you know, it all depends mm-hmm. on who shows up. Right. I heard it. So, um, Kempson and Brent and Michael, cause they ran it two years ago and then we had pandemic and then this year, I guess it was like almost a half an hour longer for Kempson on his time this year. So I get, it was just a longer course or something, or maybe in, more elevation. In 2019, it was, it was more than a half marathon. I know that. Whereas weird. I wonder why it took everyone longer this year. Uh, there might have been more elevation in the in the beast this year because I know there was a steep climb at the end. Like I want to, I think I got more climb, more elevation this year than I did in previous years. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it looked ass kicking. I, I really wanted to do the beast, um, but the damn leg, you know, got in the way. It's a fun beast. Like you got to be able to attack downhills really good to be, uh, I think, competitive at Killington. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know about the sprint. I don't know how much the sprint gets on a lot of the technical, um, declines, but, uh, like on the, on the beast, like they run you through some gnarly descents, like crazy shit to run through. And you have to, you got to be pretty confident with your downhill skills to, you know, stay in the front. Yeah. I think the, it was two, it was a while ago with the sprint and I, remember having a little bit of single but it was mostly like kind of fire road downhills like ski slopes you know? and stuff yeah yeah it was quick it was up and down it was like only 3.2 miles or something right wasn't yeah. it yeah yeah but that I was a know. really cool venue i think the the year you did the sprint i was laying up in bed and eating pizza and nachos after doing the ultra the day before <laughs> i'm not shitting you so we were supposed to do the sprint and me and my girlfriend was like no nah, let's just lay around the vrbo because we had it for another day anyway because we weren't leaving till monday we went and got some frozen pizzas and got some chips and salsa and we just ate shitty all day wasn't that at like 10 in the morning yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, you deserved it. I mean, you did run like literally probably gain like twenty thousand feet. We had the we had, ultra. We had the best time. <laughs> I usually always eat like shit after a race, anyway. Though. Yeah. That's Why my, not? That's my, that's my go-to. Yeah. So, so uh, how did the Central Florida go this past uh, or uh, weekend before last? Right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been like eight, I think it was like eight, nine days ago or something yeah. like that. So how did that go? I know that was a new venue for Spartan, um, but I want to say Tough Mudder's been there before. <clears throat> did you go to the other Central <clears throat> Florida uh, venue, or was this for your first time going down there? First time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know it was a different venue. Um, I, I, had, I, I had no idea, but everyone was saying it was a different venue. I don't it think was okay. it was like maybe 30 minutes from the other venue as far as like drive time goes. Yeah, I didn't know the difference. The other it one was, was okay. kind of boring. This one was kind of boring. Well, I eh. mean, you had that swamp, and that looked kind of exciting, though. The swamp was so. <laughs> the swamp was pretty crazy. Steve said it was. I had, what did he say? He said it was like a mile or a mile it, and a half or something, right? It was mile point forty four, and he said it was going to take you longer doing that than climbing up like the biggest section in Big Bear or something. Oh wow! He said, yeah. Um. 
it was it was just it, the thing I it, a lot of blisters because so much water running like it wasn't like Jacksonville where it's like shallow and you can run right. through it and keep running this was just like a lot of swamps like up to your waist on the men so like up to my chest for me it, um, it looked yeah. like the uh, elite men got the worst of it because they had to knock down all those weeds and stuff or whatever that stuff yeah. was going in there. That, that had to Yeah, suck. they're like, what are they, cattails or something? Something like in that. The swamp? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Olivero, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. He was leading the swamp because I was in it and I, it like zigzagged. It was like a switchback sort of thing. So I could right. see the top men. And I was like yelling at them through the swamp. Um, and he's, you can just see him like having to take everything down. And then I think it was Kurt at Kirk. And then oh, I've been, right, been right behind him. I was like, yeah, man, knock all this shit down for me. Exactly. <laughs> I'll pass I you know. when we get out. <laughs> Cause he was working way harder than everyone else. He I'm took, sure. he was the one taking it down. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, they made a nice trail for me. That was nice. Of them. <clears throat> so you, <laughs> So you placed first in the beast and you placed first in the super. And I think you, your Instagram post said that you DNF the sprint. What happened there? I DNF'd. <laughs> I like literally almost died. Maybe not, but it was close. <laughs> <laughs> so a big part, a big part of what happened before the race, I, so I had, there's a backstory, a quick backstory. I had, a kidney stone like a year and a half ago and they told me it was a one-time thing and that it's never gonna happen again i've been freaking out because i'm having like cramps and they think i got the one because of dehydration so i kind of was like i need to hydrate all weekend i need to not push myself because i could create a stone or make it worse so i like had that in the back of my head um i didn't go crazy fast the other two races to be able to do the third race but it just i'd just dehydration and like starting the sprint i had a headache i should have known that i went to pee and i could barely pee mm. and so i was i wasn't even hydrated even though i thought i was drinking enough um and i missed my spear yeah i missed my spear did 30 fucking burpees and during the sprint and it was like 100 degrees it's so stupid the whole trifecta weekend i'm never doing it again if i say i'm gonna do it just knock me in the head yes you will come on it i'm just never bad doing weather. it <laughs> Now that wasn't no. the that wasn't when Michael was filming you do burpees, was it? That was the super. That was the super one. Shit, with the sexy burpee one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have probably that lost one. count if he was over there messing with me like that. Him and Koval, they were all laughing. I was like, "Shush, you guys." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just dehydration really is what it is, and I just I no one was even. It was a strange thing. I thought a DNF would be like kind of like you announce it and people would like make sure you're okay. And it was like, no one was around. And I just like had a tantrum. I was being, a, I was being a brat and I was just like, fucking DNF. And I just <laughs> kind of, <laughs> I like laid down and took five and then like wobbled my way back to the, cause it was like literally a quarter mile before the finish. Right. Oh man. And, yeah. It was stupid. I could have, I could have easily still had taken, I think third place, but I, to me it wasn't worth it. Like if I kept pushing, I could have possibly made, if I do have a kidney stone worse, maybe right. then had to go to the hospital, miss my flight. And I did not want to be stuck in Florida. Right. Um, so just, it was an instant thing looking back on it. I'm like, you know, obviously now when you look back on those things, I don't know if you've ever DNF'd, you always like, could I have pushed it more? But that's never wrong. So I, I'm sticking with it. 
Right. I'm rocking that DNF. I hear you. <laughs> so, shit, I was going to ask you something I forgot already. Uh, I got lost. I got lost in your story. You're a good storyteller. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've been told that a few times. <laughs> so, so no Have you ever DNF'd? So, um, so I came really close one time. Uh, I was running a 50K, and it was, like, raining, and it was probably, like, 30 degrees. And the gloves I brought were not waterproof, and my hands got soaking wet, and they got freezing cold, and I've got Raynaud's syndrome, where the blood doesn't get to the fingertips really good. So my, my hands were just dying, and I got to, like... So you had to do two loops of around this lake, and then after the second loop, you had to do, like, an extra five-mile section. Mm-hmm. And I was like around mile 18 and like my hamstring was bothering me and I was just like, you know, fuck this. I'm just was pissed off and because I couldn't warm up. So I just walked probably like two miles and I was just blowing, you know, had my hands cupped together and was just breathing warm breath into my hands to try to warm them up. And I got to the transition and I told my girlfriend, I was like, I'm about to quit. I was like, my hands are freezing. And she's like, no, you're not. You only got five miles to go. And I said, well, you got to go to the car and get that other pair of gloves. And it was like a Mitch Max pair of gloves because I lost a pair when we went hiking in Gatlinburg. I, I stopped to pee in a river and I dropped a pair into the river. And so it oh, was boy. like it was like two left-hand gloves, but you one was big enough that you could wear it on your right. <laughs> so I finished running that last five miles and so... That was probably, yeah. if she wouldn't have been there to go back to the car to get me another pair of gloves, I definitely would have quit. And I probably, I would have had regrets. I would have been pissed. It would have been a pissed off regret like is. Right. Like. Yeah. It was a weather thing. Man, yeah. I, I hate it's, it when my hands get cold. That reminds me of like, uh, I wasn't in Tahoe, but a lot of people had to DNF there, right? Because of the cold. Yeah, man. That looked yeah. miserable. I had a bunch of friends there and they said it sucked. Yeah. I would have loved to have been at Tahoe this year though. It looked great. Yeah, there was no water, right? Yeah, no water. Yeah, that would have been nice. And I had stupid injury. Mm. So. Well, it looks like you come yeah. back from that injury really well because you've been placing good, doing good. Just was like agua jogging like a crazy person. Ooh. So, and just in the water. So I didn't lose. I mean, I know everyone thought I was going to lose my fitness, but I feel like I didn't. I felt like I came back stronger. Right. So um, is yeah. where did you aqua jog at? Do y'all have a pool? Um, no, I went in the ponds here. Oh, yeah? There's no, there's no like, croc- uh, alligators here like there is in Florida. Right, that's good. I'm surprised <laughs> nobody saw, like, a water moccasin or a crocodile when they were going through that swamp. <laughs> well, I saw a snake. Oh, you did? So I'm, yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, so, well, it was, and, like, some frogs and stuff, but no, no croc. So, I guess I was told that there was crocodile, uh, alligator sightings on, at like on course. Oh, I believe. And like, yeah. And this volunteer was like spazzing out and making a big scene, but I'm sure. they didn't tell me where they were. So when we ran Palm beach in April, we left there one day and we went through like a couple of ponds there, but they weren't like real deep or nothing, but like a pond that was like right next to the venue. Like we saw like a huge alligator just sitting out there and, <laughs> you know, so. I love alligators and crocodiles. I like have a fast. I just really am fascinated with them. Did you watch um, Crocodile so Hunter growing up? I yeah, well, it, there's tons <laughs> in Costa Rica. So what we do is we go to this bridge, and I, <laughs> I go to the market and I grab hot dogs and I put 
them on a string and then I dangle them down the bridge and the crocodiles all eat them and it's really fun. That's, that sounds great. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I can send you the video. That's funny. <clears throat> <laughs> well, it's pretty, it's so cool because it's literally still water. Like you would never think that there's a massive crocodile and you right. just dangle it. And you're like, la, 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 watch, the, just wait. And then all of a sudden, bam, and it's just freaking this ginormous crocodile. It's so cool. So is down there, is that like where did crocodiles get, is that where they get like really huge or is that like more over towards like Australia or whatever, the saltwater no, crocs? No, the, these crocs, yeah, these are saltwater crocs. You, okay. you even, sometimes we surf the river mouths and they go through that. They're massive. I'll send you this video. And you know what, like, I should know shit. that because I want to say that like on Endless Summer 2, I remember them talking about being down there and they were talking about mm-hmm. that. I should have known that. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're big boys yeah. and girls. <laughs> so I remember you saying earlier about, you know, you, you, you've kept, you've brought up sharks like a numerous time. So is there a lot of shark sightings where you surf in Cape Cod? <laughs> yeah, the great whites. Wow. The man in the gray suit. So have you, seen a, have you seen a lot of them around. surfing there? Oh, yeah. It's like pretty much guaranteed in Oct- September and October is when they're like definitely at their numbers um, and like it's so many times where you're like, okay, I'm on my way to surf. And a friend will be like, well, don't go here because they're breaching. And so you think, okay, go two miles down the beach. They can't get there right now. They're probably just as quick there, but you just don't want to go where they're breaching because they're feeding. Um, that's like when they feed before, I think they go to Florida, don't they? Uh, they feed and they're not as bad in Florida. I know that. Well, they feed and then they go somewhere South. Um, Around here, it's mainly bull sharks, I think, that bite people down here. Okay. Bulls are pretty nasty, too. Yes. Um, thing about whites is they just, it's not like they want to bite us. They just, right. when they're juveniles, sharks, they're kind of confused between fish and seals, and sometimes they make a mistake, and it's your leg. <laughs> sharks are like dogs. They only bite you when you touch their private paws. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I You know what movie they, that's from? No, I don't. Oh my god! Do y'all watch really movies? Old, uh, young right now. This is great. You should keep making little. Uh, you didn't watch little... Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler. Oh, I did. No, I did see that. See the, the guy he was like stitching up. That's what he said. Ah, uh, I've done that a few times. All right, mm. Miranda. <laughs> this is a very important question, and there's only one right answer. All right. But I'm going to ask you just because I want to see what you say because you are young, but. <laughs> I'm what, ready. What is your most, what is your favorite surf movie? So I don't, <laughs> I don't watch a lot of surf movies. Okay, but. I like, I like hate it. I, I would say probably, um, what's the, it's, what's the one that came out and it was, fuck. Oh my God. I sound like an idiot now. I know you're not talking about Blue Crush. Tell me you're not. Talking no, about no, Blue no, Crush. no, no. It, this was like. A documentary, not like a, not like one of those cheesy surf movies. Yeah. Oh, uh, Riding Giants. That wasn't that one. That one. Oh was really yeah, good. but that's a documentary. I want a movie. I want a movie. I don't like the movies. They're so cheesy. Well, I mean, but it's, about, it's, I'll, it's, I'll it's, do a TV show. Outer Banks. Outer Banks has a little bit of surfing in uh, it. North Shore <laughs> is the only answer to your favorite. Like, if you, well, any, I failed. <laughs> have you seen North Shore? Tell me you've seen North Shore. I've seen a little bit, and it's 
cheesy. Oh and my dumb. god, you've got to watch it all the way through it. Even though it's a cheesy, it's like Karate Kid but with surfing. <laughs> I mean, the story's on point. You got to watch it. I'll watch it. I I know I'm. There's a lot of surf movies I'm supposed to watch. There's but. like great Hawaiian culture in there. No, that's the only surf movie you need to watch. Okay. I mean, Endless North, Summer North Two is cool, but North Shore. Promise me you're going to watch North Shore I'll together. I'll watch it. Be there, a- there's another like wolf movie I'm supposed to watch too that people always say I need to watch. Wolf movie. I don't know. There's only one good surf movie and that's North Shore. I mean, All right. I'll po- watch it. Point Break was a good surf movie too. That would probably be like the second best, but it's not really about the surfing. It's just there's a side story there and there's surfers in it. I need to watch it because everyone always oh makes references to North Shore and Point Break. and You've never seen the first Point shit. Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. No. Holy shit, Miranda. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Y'all got like two great movies that y'all need to watch on date night. All right. Well, right now I'm watching Witcher. Oh, yeah. I just finished I, that. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I got and then I and then I got um, I got to watch another season of You. So I got, I got, I got shit lined up, you know. I'm you. busy with my Netflix. I mean, the fucking North Shore is like an hour and thirty five minutes. I mean, I'll watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's like the North Shore of Hawaii. I mean, it's like great. Even there's great surfers in it, like Laird Hamilton's in it. You know, there's some good surfers in it. I'll watch it when I'm on the bike because I do like an hour and a half bike, and sometimes I'm so bored. Michael's gotta watch it watch. too because like <laughs> there's so many good lines in this movie you will use on a regular basis, like in He's your everyday life. Michael, did you see North Shore, the surf movie? He says, yeah. What a fucker. He never told me about it. Michael's a real surfer. <laughs> You're right. right Michael is a better surfer than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. You're gonna, everyone's going to haunt me with that one now. Yeah. Man. Oh, God. And you got to watch Point Break, too. It's, it, that's a good movie, even though just surfing's just a little part of it. I think I watched part of Point Break. Yeah, the first one. The second one but was it's, not. But it was cheesy again. It was like, didn't catch my attention. Cheesy. It's not cheesy. It's a good movie. All right. What is, okay, uh, Miranda, what is a good movie that's not cheesy? Good movie that's not cheesy? Yes. Oh, I mean, I'm like obsessed with Lord of the Rings. So okay. I don't think that's cheesy. All right. I, I agree I, with you there. Hands down. I like, like fantasy char- character development, like badass shit. Yeah. You know, okay. Game of Thrones. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm fixing to test you on your on your fantasy uh, likeness of movies. Mm-hmm. So, if I were to ask you a question, Miranda, mm-hmm. what is best in life? What would be your answer? What's best in life? Yes. Like, what's my best thing in life? Yeah. What is best in life? Mm, glacier and you and failed. and. and <laughs> <laughs> So what is that like is that like a is that It's a movie line. It's a question from a movie. I know. I kind of figured that's where it was going when you said I failed. Yeah, just Google it. Best in life. No, I mean what where, where <laughs> you, is it, it it can't be any of the good ones I'm thinking, like Dark Crystal, Labyrinth. It's an older movie than that. God Jesus. You're making me look like a it's idiot like, on this thing. It's like some of the best fantasy movies like ever made, man. Come on. Best in life. I'm going to look it up right now. What is best in life? What is best? Is it like some Star Wars shit? No, it's not Star Wars. Have you seen the Star Wars movies? Oh. Okay. Oh, it, it's saying it's an Australian death machine. That's not right. 
right. <laughs> what is it then? Just tell me. It's from Conan the Barbarian. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know what that is, but I think we Holy just started shit. playing with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. One of, that's like one. Huh? Of the, that's like one of the best fantasy movies ever made. Conan the Barbarian no. with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. No, I don't. I have no idea what that is. I've never even heard of it. Oh my god. Another movie you have huh? to watch. If you like fantasy movies, I mean, and give it a little break because it come out in the 70s, but it's an awesome movie just about vengeance. It's great. What is it called? Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Conan, what is best in life? Yep. They have a song. It shouldn't, I mean, you're, they're probably, you're thinking about that band Crom. No, this is oh. like, you. if you YouTube Conan, what is best in life, it'll give you mm-hmm. the answer. It'll give you the oh, answer. Yeah, I got it. It doesn't look that old. Yeah. It's, I think it was like 79, maybe. 1982. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You need to All check right, it I'll, out. It's good. I guess I got a lot. I got a lot of things to do. I got three um, movies. Conan the Barbarian, Point Break, North Shore. All right. Michael's already seen North Shore because he's cool. <laughs> I can watch that when I'm on the Zwift then, on the right. uh, spin bike. Okay. So yeah. enough, enough of, of, of movies you need to watch, because I feel like this could go on for a long time. <laughs> it's probably a lot more. <laughs> I'm older than you, so I'll give you a break. So I wanted to ask you about the Palmerton Sprint, because it looked like that was a pretty close race, and you come in second by like one minute. So tell us about how that race went. That was another shit show. I, I missed my spear and fell off the Z-Wall Ooh. in a sprint. A yeah. lot of people fell off that Z-Wall at the top of that climb. Yeah, so I it, yeah, so I missed the Z-Wall, and then I missed my spear. That's how it went. So, yeah, maybe it's because like, it was straight up to the climb, and my legs were maybe taxed. Yeah. But I think it was because I wanted to traverse it on my right side because that's my dominant hand, but it was leaning, and I should have... A lot of those girls ran it the day beforehand, right. and I should have maybe I was I was leading that one, so I didn't have anyone to like kind of judge it and follow them. I should have went on my left because then I was would have been like leaning into it rather right. than leaning out, and I didn't even know that at the time. Like now, I definitely look at the Z wall differently. Like yeah. when I approach it, I kind of see what side. It totally makes sense, but I just didn't even know to even think of that. Well, here's see, I've got a favor side. Like, I would rather get on the right side of a Z-Wall than get on the left side of the Z-Wall mm-hmm. and lead with my right hand. So, I want, I mean, it, but if they're all leaning to the right, like, with, like, if they're on a hill and, and all the walls are leaning to the right, oh, yeah, I'm going to get on a left side wall then, for sure. Yeah, that's what I should have done. Yeah. Definitely, 100%. And that's probably then why I missed my spear, too, because then I just done 30 Bs. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, then the spear was next, and it was like super foggy. Yeah, I'm not trying to blame the fog. Or you were there? Yeah, I was at that race too. Yeah, Palmer so it was cool like race. you I like really race. couldn't, you couldn't really see the tar- targets, right? It was pretty fucking foggy. Yeah, I, I think by the time I got there, I could see the target pretty good. You went oh, out before well, I did. I was that's running. True, age you group. did age group. Yeah, it yep. was it wasn't that foggy when I got up there, so that must have cleared out a little bit. Yeah, well, let's just say it was really foggy. So I missed my spear. <laughs> and then I tried to get Chase Kayla down, but it's just 60 burpees. Yeah. I, you know. I missed my spear and there wasn't a fog if it makes you feel any better. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better, but you probably got the Z-Wall. I went all year and missed three spears, so I felt pretty good about that. 
out of about I'm, 20 foot races. I don't races. even know how many spears I've missed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too many. Did you make the spear in uh, Asheville? I did. Those yeah. are pretty close. Yeah. I like the way they I were tied to that concrete too. block. The way it was tied to that concrete block and it was in the center, it kind of like took the rope out of your mind or something. I don't know. I like that spear throw a lot. Yeah, that one I feel like a lot of people made. And how embarrassing it would have been if you didn't, you were like right there having to do burpees, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's never fun when the spear throws in the festival area and everybody watches you miss it. I know. You're like, yes, here's my lame burpees. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I got them at both the National Series. It's not like a stress thing or anything. It's just, um, I don't I don't know. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I just suck at it, so I got to get better at it. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I don't, I don't know anybody that's 100% perfect at it. You know, it's just everybody has a bad day in OCR every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Even Atkins fails it, you know? Yeah. I feel, I would definitely, I, what do you think of this? If they made it just 15 all the time, like in the stadium, I feel like that could give, especially in the men's field, like one of them can miss it and it doesn't totally take them out of the race. I feel like in the men's, if they miss the spear, you totally don't even, you really can't do podium. I mean, you yeah. can, some of the big, big guys can, but. I mean, 15 sounds cool to me. It's definitely easier to judge, but. Think of it this way. I mean, if if you're going to make it 15 burpees, you have to attempt the obstacle. You you know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. just run past the spear and go and do 15 burpees. Because you can run past the spear and do 15 burpee, burpees faster than you can pull that spear back and aim and throw it, I bet. That's true. I didn't even think of that. That's the only thing about that. It's got to be one of those things where, and just think about the the flipping the tire for the men. Nobody's going to flip the fucking tire when they could do 15 burpees. That's true. Because, I mean, I would say almost from an energy point, it's probably, you know, a tie between the strength it takes to do 30 burpees and to flip that tire two times. Man, that tire's a bastard it's probably more taxing on your body yeah. doing that tire right and then when you go to flip it you don't even know if you're going to be able to get it depending on if it might be wet you might flip it one time can't flip it back the next so mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. it, it, it's just they've got all these different you know eccentric obstacles where you can say one thing and it work against something else and it might not work and I like the penalty loops. The penalty loops are cool, but the penalty loops have to be long enough to, mm-hmm. you know, to for it not to be like, oh, it's easier to run the penalty loop because I don't know how many people that just do that on the Olympus. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think like maybe the pen- if they made it fifteen on sprints, then mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, because they never have the tire in the sprint. So I mean, I could get mm-hmm. that. And, you know, and, and me and Tara were talking last week, and she said, you know, it being uh, a mandatory completion where you get as or you get as many tries as you want, and then when you give up, then you can choose, I can't do this, I have to do 30 burpees. Right. Oh, okay. I so like that. Yep. Yeah, that's, that would be awesome, but then they would need so many volunteers to to be able, like, they need referees and stuff, too. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, well, it's easy to keep up with somebody fell in the monkey bars once, you know, but if you got, like, a line of people there and they keep trying, so. Yeah, it keeps things moving, I think, is why they do that, other than, like, 
you've seen Savage Race when the rig is like oh God, yeah. jammed up. That's so to me just so dumb. It's, it's like not a race anymore. Yeah. Speaking of Savage, I saw that you got first place in a Savage. In Boston, yeah, there wasn't. I mean, there really there was not a lot of people there because it was uh, during Palmerton. I think were you running the Super that day? Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was. That was a hard choice. Either Boston or Palmerton. Well, don't belittle uh, your achievement. I mean, that's still awesome. I mean, you come away with an axe. That's cool. That was like, honestly, it was me against, it was like the race itself was like the competition. Because not that there was other good girls there, but it was just that that rig is, and just those obstacles are really hard. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it, you know? So it was a race to get to the rig to see who could get through the rig first? Is that what you're saying? No, no. That, it was... I ran that one uh, alone. Oh, really? <laughs> but it, it was just more like I didn't know if I was going to be able to do the rig. Wasn't there another big race going on that weekend, too. too? I think so, maybe. Uh, no one went to Boston. It was weird. I thought that there would be more girls there. Yeah. I was thinking uh, there was another big race that weekend. I can't remember what it was. Was it Utah, maybe? Me, no, because um, Kempson went to Savage with us. Oh. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I think it was just Palmerton. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it, I got everything first try. I got the rig first try too. Oh, cool. I guess I just always think maybe I'm not as good as I am on the obstacles. Right. But I don't know that when you're racing, you just fucking go for it and you get it. Yeah. You know, that's one cool <laughs> thing about Savage is, is you can kind of let loose with, uh, you know, just trying to hammer through an obstacle because you know you can do it more than once. Whereas at Spartan, you kind of have to concentrate and make sure you don't fall off because you know you're going to have to do 30 burpees. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's like a different mindset when you're running it. Right. You know? But you don't want to fall on that rig and do it again. Otherwise, like, then you're, like, taxing your grip so much. And that damn chain, they I guess they lightened it to 95 pounds. It was yeah. 110 or 112 before. Right. That thing took me forever to do. Like, it was it was bad. I was, like, crying doing it. <laughs> well, you got it up, so that's all that matters. Thank God. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> that's funny. Miranda's cool, y'all. <clears throat> okay, I, so. I mean, that was a, you had to say that one. All right. I know. I, I opened myself up for that one. <laughs> so Miranda like what is like your main like what is the main way you train for like doing OCR I mean I know you're so, a, you're a Yancey camp athlete and so is your husband too mm-hmm. yep so we use Yancey um he gives us like five or six workouts a week um and then we kind of I've been I've been doing a lot of cross training lately. Like I do a lot of extra stuff on top of that. Like I do hot yoga once a week and I do a lot of other YouTube yogas. And then I do agua jogging once a week to twice a week. I do intervals in the pool. So it's like, it's awesome. It's no impact and you're doing intervals and you're getting all the benefits of running. Right. Um, and then, um, I do Yancey's, I probably do like two of his a week and it's kind of like grip and compromise running right and then i just do kind of like very um like low heart rate running in between and biking i don't do a lot of high heart rate stuff all right cool 
Miranda, we're on like an hour and 14 minutes here, but I usually always, you know, ask these same questions to everybody that comes on the show, and I want to ask you too. Is that cool? Yep. I'm ready. So, to this day, what has been your most favorite race and why? Hmm. You asked Tara this last week, and I was like, I need to figure out what mine is, because <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the podcast. Um, I think, I know I didn't do the super but I think Palmerton, even though I had 60 burpees, I just, uh, Palmerton or Tri-State, New Jersey. I really like the mountains and the, like, the technical sections that they do have. I know they're not long, but right. they're, I like that shit, going up and then down. You would love the Super at Palmerton, because the Super at Palmerton had a lot more technical downhill running. It's just the Savage has Boston right. that day, and it's like, go one hour away and yeah oh you know, yeah I, I mean yeah i agree with you it's tough maybe this year i'll line up differently but i um, want to definitely do that super oh yeah i would definitely uh, stay local before i traveled somewhere but i was just gonna say that's a really cool race so that was your first year doing palmerton right Mm-hmm. so you remember when we ran up that steep climb and then right before you got to the top it got a lot steeper right Oh, yeah. I love that shit, though. That was, like, I that was so cool. So every year at Palmerton until this year, there used to be a sandbag carry on that hill. And you used to, but you started on the other side of those woods. You went all the way to the top. You picked up your sandbags. You ran down that wood line and turned right back around and went right up where that, uh, where it got a little steeper right there towards the end. And we used to do doubles there, too. that's right because didn't everyone have they everyone was saying how uh easy the sandbag was this year yeah i mean the sandbag was long and i mean it wasn't easy there's definitely been easier sandbag carries this year but as far as compared to palmerton of the past yeah that was a pretty easy sandbag carry but I, i liked where they had that steepest grade of running like at the very first climb i mean that was a challenge for sure but that was crazy, and it was kind of like a little, there was a section of loose rocks, so you could kind of, yeah. like, slipping a little bit. It was pretty cool. Yeah, man, that was so rough when we had two sandbags. Like, the, I remember the first year, they got rid of the double sandbag, and I was carrying the single up it. I was like, I can't believe I used to carry two up this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, was not lucky enough to know about racing back then, thankfully. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like when they had a national series race, they would do doubles, but we even got some down here, like it's some, just a, a Lake Lanier race, we did doubles one time too. Is so, it double, so like double the men's sandbag? It's not like yeah. any less, it's just totally, wow, that's it's intense. Two men's, I think, and the reason why it went away, and people can say, oh, it's because Spartan's going soft, it's not yet. It's the reason why it went away is because they, ran out of sandbags. <laughs> they don't have enough sandbags to yeah. for everybody in the age group wave to have two and for everybody into the elite wave. Before mm-hmm. I mean before all you had was the elite wave. And yes, they had plenty then, but I mean, even in Asheville one year, like we got there and I was probably I mean, it was a national series race, but I was probably there at like thirty, fortieth place and they were already out. Yeah. Like we had to wait for people to come back to get to. And then like people would run past us carrying two and 
they'd be like, the volunteer told us we only had to carry one. And you're like, that's, this is a shit show. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds, that doesn't sound like racing anymore. Yeah. It sounds so, just like confusion. I mean, I understand where some people are mad. There isn't doubles anymore, but if there's, if there isn't enough bags for there to be doubles for everybody, then don't do it. Yeah. I mean, well, that's an issue in the, in the trifecta. I mean, it's not double sandbags, but so, like in New Jersey, I know with the men's heat, when they went out, they, they had to like wait for sandbags because it was the open wave going through too. Wow. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. Yep. Yeah. So mm. that's another reason why the trifecta, they're just, that whole race is crazy. Like you're running through people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Never doing it again. <laughs> until this year, they used to not have an elite uh, they used to not have an elite wave on the sprint for the trifecta weekends. Like yeah. th- this was the first year at West Virginia. They had an elite wave on the uh, sprint. Yeah. I hope, I think they're taking it away, but I don't know if, if they don't, I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't be doing three races in two days. Man. I'm, I'm too old. I tell you what, man, one of the hardest <laughs> thing I ever did in Fayetteville, which Fayetteville was a pretty flat race. I ran the ultra on Saturday and then I ran the super and the sprint in age group on Sunday. And I actually felt pretty damn good doing it. That's crazy. It was crazy. Uh, Yeah, that's, it was one of those weekends where I I was just able to run good. (laughs) I would have, I would have slept for like a month after that. (laughs) I'm just starting to feel alive from Florida because the heat, it was so hot and Fayetteville was, I think just as hot, right? Yeah, hot and humid down here. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like today it was cold as shit. And, but, I mean, like cold down here is, like when the wind's blowing, it's 40 degrees with humidity, it is cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like 35 out here today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Miranda, so to this day, what is the race that you uh, hated the most or didn't like? A lot of people don't like it when I say hate, but I'm pretty sure you're the type of girl that would say, yeah, I hated that fucking race. (laughs) Yeah, I hated fucking Florida. (laughs) (laughs) The sprint? Or just all three? Um, No, I mean, even if I had, if the sprint went well for me and I didn't DNF, Florida was definitely my least favorite. Even before, like, if we go back in time, after I did the Beast, I was like, I told Michael, I was like, you know what, this is, I didn't really like this course. Um, It just, the heat obviously sucks, but just... If you take away the heat and the humidity, just the course itself was like very exposed and you couldn't really run. Like, even though you were running, it was soft sands. You weren't like opening up to your stride that you wanted. There was like all these spiky pineapples randomly in the woods and Mm. they would attack me. And eh, Mm. I don't know. I did like the swamp section though. That was the coolest bit of it. Right. Um, But yeah, it wasn't. It definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to that venue. Oh, I remember what I wanted to ask you earlier. Did you find out whether or not you were having a kidney stone? Do I go for a CAT scan on Wednesday? I don't oh. think I. I don't think I do have it because like all of the pain has gone. I probably like did abs too hard or something. Right. And it's probably all in my head. That was like I literally told Michael I, when I was having the kidney stone, and I didn't think I was because no one told me anything, and I just thought I was dying. I told Michael to kill me. I said, please just kill me because that was, it was the most painfulest thing I've ever experienced. Right. So didn't Michael, did Michael get his, like, was that his first time getting first place down there? That was his first, that was his second first place. He got first uh, okay. in Greek peak. Uh, yeah. In okay. 2019. Right. So that was um, and then he got first. 
Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, yeah. I know that you said he's the better surfer. Who is better OCR? Well, I mean, let's just look at the numbers, right? <laughs> okay. He's going to kill me. <laughs> He's gonna... <laughs> it just got really quiet in the house. <laughs> Tell Michael I'm going to bring him on probably sometime next year so he can redeem himself. <laughs> Which I mean, you've pretty much already said that he's the better surfer, so that's awesome. And everybody that knows that about the movie North Shore knows he's a better surfer, even if he wasn't, just because he's seen that movie and you have. <laughs> there you go. I mean, though the reality is, though, I feel like him and I are pretty equal with OCR. Like, I the woman's field isn't as big, so right. yes, I'm doing really well. But like, if we want to be real right now, it's most it's majority of men. If you look, even you, like a absolutely. simple race. Yeah, if you look at look at who was in Florida and look who I had to go against in Florida. Yeah, the competition's you know I mean? deep on the men's side. It, and it doesn't matter what fucking race you go to. Exactly. So, like, yes, the numbers are better for me. I, it looks like I'm better, but the reality is, I'm being real, I'm not any better than him. If, right. Like, you know, if you actually look at how many things he fails, he doesn't fail like anything. I'm the idiot who fails shit all the time. So, right. he's probably a better OCR athlete. There's just not as many women, and that's what uh, that's why that uh ocr dream team is really cool that nicole's doing because it's hopefully going to bring out more and more women yeah um because i like the competition i i love when it's a national series event i love going head to head and having what you guys have all the time as as men right i Um, think they need to bring it back to where it's like everybody's running together and do it more like a savage you know where you mm -hmm. have multiple waves and the faster runners get in the first wave and we all run together i just think it'd be better if spartan would do it like that and then just do age group awards throughout everything you know what i mean i just think it would be better do it the exact same way yeah you just just, if you don't podium do do age group yeah you know yeah i agree because it's it's pretty depressing starting with only three to four women at a regional race. <laughs> Absolutely, and then a lot of the women's times and age group are pretty competitive. You know, so mm-hmm. that's the thing. And maybe then if we did do it that way, a lot of these age groupers that maybe are a little like shy and they're a little intimidated to do elite, they would be thrown into it without a decision, and then they'd be like, "Holy shit, yeah. I just got third or second, or maybe I won." You know. Well, I mean, and for. You know, they a Spartan made it to where it was kind of like easier to choose the age group path. And the reason why I say that is, is because you had to qualify for elite. You had to pay this little fee and send this thing in. And you also, if you bought the season pass for elite, it was like 200 or $250 more than the age group one. So if you were one of those people that was like, I'm probably never going to get on an elite podium, so I might as well just take this path and do age group. And if I decide to bump up to elite one, I'll just pay that extra fee. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 100%. So, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, and I, and I understand why Spartan did that, but, I mean, here's your end result. You have elite waves that are that look pretty pretty bad you know i mean yeah you're talking about men's waves depressing yeah i mean <laughs> a men's wave with less than 15 or 10 people in it i mean yeah yeah i know and it sucks too when you're like you're like oh i won they're like well how many girls you're like four i mean they all i mean at this point they ought to just run the men and the women together i think yeah yeah, yeah. 
I mean, not we won't go against them, but at least it'll, right. you know, make it more exciting. Yeah. You know, and less depressing when we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As long as the men don't take that those pedestals on the monkey bars. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miranda, so here's the last question. So you're coming into a race. It's Friday. What are you doing to prepare? Like, you know, what do you eat for, like, Friday for dinner? Like, what is your, I guess, your race weekend routine? You know, tell us your secrets. Tell us this is what makes me good. All right. Well, I've told many people this. It's totally true. You have to take Glacier, my husky, and you have to, like, throw your head in his fur and snuggle him for, like, 30 seconds. That definitely, uh, every time I do that, I win. And if I don't do that, I didn't do that. I didn't do that for the DNF that I just had. So, you know, there you go. So it's a luck So that's, that's number one. You definitely have to have a gin and tonic before you race. Not that morning, the night beforehand. Just a little one, a light one. Yep. Chill, you know, uh, you know, go to bed early. Um, I sleep just fine before a race. Um, and I usually just eat like, I'll have salmon or chicken, something like that. I don't eat red meat. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't eat red meat anyways, all, um, in general. So does Mike eat red meat? No, I know. Yeah. Mm. We were vegetarian for a while. We just started right. eating meat like a year ago. Right. Um, yeah, I, I figured after the stress fracture, maybe I need meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I eat a banana and a muffin before I race, um, there's, I'm still, I mean, I, I'm open to any ideas if people have advice, but I am, I'm, there's nothing crazy. I don't take any pre-workout ever. Wow. Um, I don't need, I'm fucking so full of energy. You are pretty, you are pretty energetic. <clears throat> do you yeah. drink coffee? <laughs> I do drink coffee. Okay. Definitely coffee before I race. Right. Gotcha. Absolutely. Like with cream and sugar, no black, that's like for crazy people, black coffee. What? Nah, that's, that's no way. I would, mm, Maybe that would hype me up so much I might have a heart attack. <laughs> it's it's no different. The cream and sugar doesn't take away from <laughs> I don't what's know. in the I black coffee. I feel like I would coffee. have heartburn. Oh my god! So I I kind of went. I think like I forget. I think me and my girlfriend tried to do like that whole thirty diet, and you know you can't really put cream or sugar in whole thirty coffee. I oh, think that's that what the, we're doing. The hard seventy five or something. No, no, no. This is like the whole thirty diet where everything's supposed to be like wholesome. You don't or some crap like that. I don't even remember what it was. I was just doing what she said to do. So anyway, we we did it for like a month, I think, and then we kind of went off of it. But like you had to drink your your coffee black because you weren't supposed to use like sweeteners. Right. And so and you couldn't use like creamer. You weren't supposed to have dairy or nothing like that. And so I was and to me like that was pretty hard. But after about two weeks of drinking black coffee. It, it it almost turned into a new attraction. Like hmm. it was because it was you, you weren't attracted to the sweetness that was in the coffee anymore. You were attracted to the flavor of the black coffee. Right. It, it so sounds crazy. And coffee. I'm not kidding you. It tasted like shit until it didn't anymore. You know what I mean? No, I mean, it makes sense. It's kind of like just, when back in the day when we were kids and we drank regular Coke and you'd pick up a Diet Coke and you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. is nasty. But if you oh, drink it's still it, nasty. But if you drink it long enough, like, you'll get to where you'll like the Diet Coke better. It's almost like you got to train yourself to like it. Have you ever had a food no, like sense. that? 
to where like you didn't like it? Like, have you ever swapped from like Splenda to Stevia and like Stevia taste that bitterness in it? And you don't like it at first, but then you get accustomed to it. <laughs> I, I, I hate fake sugar. I absolutely right. hate it. I gag. See, I'm the, I'm, I was the opposite. Like, when I found, to me, Splenda had a sweeter taste than sugar did. I'd rather, like, when I was making my coffee, I'd rather take two Splenda than two sugar any day. Because hmm. to me, it just had it, gave it a better, sweeter flavor. Well, how's your coffee? Is it, like, milk and sugar, or is it black now? It's, I drink it, I, I'm, I'm weird. In the morning, I'll drink it black, and then in the afternoon, like, when we have coffee break, I'll put cream and Splenda in it. Yeah. See, my my coffee's like half coffee and half, half <laughs> cream <sugar>. and sugar. <laughs> that might be why you're so energetic. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> All right, Miranda. So I'm out of questions. So is there anything you want to add to this? Like tell people about like your Yancey camp and like where to find you on Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. Or if you have any sponsors or if they need dog uh, training. <laughs> Um, sorry, my cat was just staring at me. Um, <laughs> uh, Yancey Camp, I definitely shout out to Yancey Camp. Um, you can train with me or Michael through uh, yanceycamp.com and VJ uh, Shoes, and that's about it. And then my Instagram's at Miranda OCR Surfs, right? Right. Yeah. I think Michael's is the same. It's like Michael OCR Surf, too. Michael's is, yeah, at Michael OCR Surf. Yeah, he changed it because no one could figure out who he was. <laughs> who has the better Yancey, Yancey uh, training, you or him? Um, <laughs> probably me. <laughs> I th- actually think they're the same. I don't know if you've noticed, like, but I've been trying to stir a pot between both of y'all all night. <laughs> I know. But I do, I actually, we have this exact same one. Maybe he gets like, like, randomly men's random weights ones. over women yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're pretty much the same so follow either either yeah. of us well it's cool man <laughs> I've, I've really enjoyed this chat and i feel like you and michael are, are a cool couple me and my girlfriend we both race together so i mean we enjoy you know hanging out with the community and doing the races and i'm sure y'all do as well so i wanted yeah, to i'm have... excited to meet her yeah um <laughs> Next uh, next race, I guess, is, well, we won't see you guys in Jacksonville. Yeah, it won't but... be in Jacksonville. I think our first race will probably be either Savage, Georgia, and Spartan in March. Mm. We're planning on Spartan. doing Palmerton, though, too. Oh, okay. I'll be definitely at Palmerton for the sprint. Hopefully the Super, too. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, all right, Miranda, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. All right. Have a good evening. <laughs> yeah, you too. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Miranda again for taking the time. Talk to us. Uh, Race season's over, y'all. So I hope y'all have a Merry Christmas. It's this weekend. And a Happy New Year. I may do one before New Year's. I don't know. But if I don't, Happy New Year. And uh, we'll see you at next race. Peace. (laughs) 